Welcome to the 102nd episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared, and to my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. So guys, on the show today, we're going to have a brief rundown of what we've been watching, and then uh, after we get through that, we will talk a little bit about Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, I'll start us off with what we've been watching. I watched two new things this week. Uh, I watched a documentary that popped up on uh, Netflix called For the Love of Spock, oh, which yeah. is I a documentary about, obviously, the guy right. that played Spock, <sighs> Leonard Nimoy, and then also the character's cultural impact on... It's by his son, isn't it? It's by his son. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I wonder how much of the fact that I'm not a Trekkie, because the movie really plays sentimental, Yeah, and I don't feel that sentiment. But, I mean, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I think it, anybody could watch it and get some love out of it. Um, the story of the son representing his father immortalized on film is pretty pretty cool. Um, I'd give it a light recommendation. Uh, the other thing I watched this week is I've watched a very strange film on IMDb called... Not IMDb. On uh, Amazon Prime. It's called uh, The Lobster. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to see that. We were just um, talking about this before you yeah. came over, that it's on there. I I loved it. Christy liked it. Really? Um, I think Eric will like it. I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, I have my doubts, but I'm curious enough. It's, it's so, very... such a weird concept for So, a Mikey, this movie is about a world with no explanation. There's not, like, a world built to it or anything like that. It just simply is... If you're single, you have 45 days to pair up with somebody. Otherwise, you become an animal. They they turn you into an animal. And so this and you movie choose, is... You get to choose the you animal? You choose the animal. I'd take the way out. I'd, be, I'd go be a coyote. So the, And there are people that do that in the in the movie. So the main yeah. character in this, which I, I mean, we just I've just seen the trailer myself, but the main char- character is Colin Farrell. So yeah. he says that if uh, he can't become it, he would like to become a lobster. Yep. And the explanation of why he wants to become a lobster is pretty funny. Uh, it's to date one of the strangest films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it looks weird. It's pretty out there, and it's it's well made. It has a lot of. It takes its its weird setup and then just acts like it's the most normal thing in the world. You know, like there's no winking at you. Like, isn't this a silly concept? You know, no, it's it like just takes itself pretty seriously, very very seriously, it and plays it straight. Um, huh? It plays it straight. I really enjoyed it. I give it a high recommendation. Uh, I think that's it for me this week. Wow. Um, Two weeks, and that's what you watch? I mean, I've watched a bunch of other stuff. Uh, like, I've watched a bunch re-watched. of Star Wars movies yeah. and, oh. and stuff like that. But yeah, I, don't I, I hardly ever mention it unless it's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey. Uh, well, I watched a lot of Simpsons. Apparently, FX is having this whole uh, 600 episodes. <laughs> and I probably watched uh, somewhere around 350 to 400 of them. Don't you already own like the first 20 <laughs> seasons? On- I wish. No, I stopped buying. I think it was the 13th season. I just quit buying them and I haven't really. Did you watch the one where 12, he, that guy stole his retirement grease? <laughs> <laughs> so that one is amazing. Oh, that one is, that awesome. one is great. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Groundskeeper Willie. There was a lot of awesome episodes with him. Oh, there's a lot so, of great episodes, man. Yeah. Um, I'm always then, a fan when they have a, a, a 
a spotlight on Millhouse in any episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it usually I is agree. awesome. Like when he was Radioactive Man sidekick, that was a that was a good one. Uh-huh. And he just quit and let Radioactive Man get never I, mind. I remember the one where he like made a picture of himself and started making fun of it. it was like, who's the nerd now, Millhouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old I love Millhouse. I love yeah. that. That show has such good characters. Like for me, Absolutely. everything. Everybody's got their favorite side character. The comic book owner, oh, comic book uh, guy, the store yeah. owner is one of my favorites. Yeah, he's awesome. Yep. He reminded me of Mister Easton, our English, uh, the yeah. English teacher. I do. I remember what you're talking about. I can see that. Hi, Mr. Eastman, in case you're yeah. listening. <laughs> kind of wish I would have met this guy. He even wore suspenders like every day. Yeah. Oh, wait, he doesn't. Never mind. All right, go ahead. What else? Um, I also watched, uh, um, I, I just started the history of hip hop. I saw that on there. Um, which is this a documentary? It's interesting. It's like a documentary series on Netflix. Yeah. Gotcha. It's pretty, pretty in depth. Kind of cool. Is this made for Netflix or is this something produced? elsewhere I no, made for netflix. netflix yeah it's yeah. netflix production so um been watching that that's i think i'm like three episodes into it it's pretty it's really informative so it's a pretty good recommended oh yeah uh, i mean if i'm not even a big fan of hip-hop yeah, but i, was I gonna say you're not a big hip-hop yeah person. but i definitely i mean i don't know it's it's got a very interesting like beginning in the way it all started and yeah stuff like that but uh and then i also watched drive finally mm-hmm. yeah so you think? It was pretty good. Pretty good. I didn't really like it until my second viewing for some I, reason. I, I watched it. Uh, I know it's, a, I don't know if that's a cult movie or whatever you want to call it, but I, I know there's a lot of people that don't know what that movie is. So is there any way you can set up what that film is? I've spread the gospel on it like that's crazy. Yeah, it's man, it's about a guy it, that so. drives around at night and listens to hip hop and <laughs> runs from people. That's, okay. that's what... Uh, Maybe the worst synopsis I've ever heard. And kills people. <laughs> but what's, it's, uh, there's what's no, the main no guy's name? There, well, that's... Uh, or pop. By, I'm by, sorry, not hip-hop. By, pop. by the way, uh, Mikey, I think what you, you know referenced what a second about. ago is called Hip-Hop Evolution. Hip-Hop Evolution. Yeah, that's right. I knew that Because that name didn't sound right. Didn't just so you don't send someone... All right, well, good. I'm but glad anyway, back you, to drive. Yeah, yeah back what's, to drive. What's the main character... Not the main character's name. What's the main actor's name? Uh, Ryan, well, Gosling? Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. His character's Which name, his name is, is Driver. Driver. Yeah, yeah it doesn't even have a name. The concept of the film, I don't no. like. Uh, well, you don't like, like things being no names? I the whole hero with no fate. Oh, or I no like or whatever. I I never. Jared likes when that. they take the mystery out of stuff and just use the midi chlorians approach to everything. <laughs> Uh, right, you know, right. I'm one of the rare Star Wars fans that actually does like the uh, concept. Um, I, I like the fact is. that if you're going to go back and do an episode one, that it makes sense. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wars back to drive. Uh, speaking of this What's George Lucas uh, biography <laughs> I've been listening to. Oh, sorry. I'm just uh, listening to everyone talking Mikey. <laughs> Mumbling to himself in my headphones, Mikey mumbling. To, I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you guys talking about? What's a mini chlorian? Mini chlorian. Uh, don't don't do it. That's not good. All right. Anyway, all right, so drive. Drive. Yes. Mike, One of my to top five favorite movies of all time. It's... It resides in uh, us. No. Uh, in the ship. What's his name? Yes, even in the rock. What are you talking about? Go ahead. I think it's the, funnier to me because it's on my headphones. It's all layered. <laughs> I just hear the um, layers of voices. No, uh, what was it? I was watching one of the behind-the-scenes things. They talked to Nicholas Winden <laughs> Reffin, and he said that he was going to make a movie about a guy that drives a car, or is a stuntman who drives a car and listens to pop music or something at night. That was how he came well, up he with it. Well, he describes it too sure. like a super... Like he describes it as a superhero movie. Right. Like when he talks about it, he says, you know, it's not, a, it's not Superman. It's not someone, you know, an alien coming down, but... In his mind, the way he approached this film is 
a man that has to step into extraordinary circumstances to save like people he cares about, um, much like a, a superhero. Yeah. Uh, kind of goes into superhero mode about halfway and then kind of delves into horror we, towards the end. We've talked about this quite a bit because I've brought this up many times over the course of our podcast because it's one of my, uh, like I said, top five favorite movies of all time. Um, just really enjoyed the experience of this movie. The way I describe it to people is you got to you gotta be all in. You're either going to love it or, or, or hate it, but you need to give, if you're going to give the movie a chance, give it a chance all the way through. Because your impression of the movie about 30 minutes in, 45 minutes in, is going to be quite different than when you finish the movie. Um, The movie escalates like no other movie I've ever seen. (laughs) It starts off super slow. Some would say too slow. I I disagree with that. I disagree with it, too. But it starts off very slow. But when it ramps up, it ramps up. Almost like an engine. Yes, it's crazy. And then upon later viewings, it's fun because... That tension is there in the slow scenes. You know what's coming. Drive may be your Star Wars. It's up. It's not my Star Wars. It's up there. I was going to say, like, Mike, you got Eric talking about Drive and Gattaca. everybody else around is like, uh-oh, here well, he goes. Well, Gattaca, yeah, Gattaca's up there, too. <laughs> but Gattaca's I've had more, awesome, I've had awesome. more time to talk about Gattaca. Drive is relatively new. I mean, it's still it's only a few years old. Ga- I, I think Drive would be cool to do a podcast on. Gattaca, though, is like, that's I cannot wait for them to put that movie on Netflix, though. We can do that yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be nice. Gattaca would be a top favorite of mine. Anything else, I Mikey? And Gone Baby Gone, which nice. Eric came over and watched. Oh, yeah. Mikey <laughs> called me at what time in the night? Like 1230. And then Kate drove over to his house to watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> that I've seen many times. That yeah. we watched right before that, too. It would start, It sparked the great debate between me and my cousin, the Biggins. The great debate, tack two, we'll call it. Uh, and, no spoilers because uh, it's kind of – what the debate is about is oh, central yeah, to yeah. the the moral quandary of the movie. If you've seen the, the movie, you know movie. what the debate is. Yeah. yeah. So if you've <laughs> seen that movie, we don't – or if you haven't seen it, we don't want to ruin it for you. But it poses some moral questions. And um, I kind of went over there partly to watch the movie and partly just to partake in <laughs> watching them argue. <laughs> yeah. Which we did for a lot hours. Of comedy sketch. Right we watched there. until – or we argued until I think about uh, four I believe everybody at the table has seen it. I qualify Gone Baby Gone as a masterpiece. It, it is, is a really good movie. We, I watched it three times in two days, so that tells you something. Yeah. So That and, movie had a profound effect on my life. I, I love that movie. It yeah. elevated – uh, both Affleck's for me. It elevated Ben Affleck in my opinion of what he's capable of as a director, and it elevated Casey Affleck in my opinion of yep. what he can do as an yeah. actor. Yeah, I love. Mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to Manchester by the Sea. Cause yeah, yeah, that looks really good. Sound amazing. Agreed. And Casey Affleck yep. is great. Mm-hmm. That it, sir. That's all I can remember. Alrighty, Nick, what you got? Oh, Mikey, you're gonna love my list. Oh boy, you don't peek. Oh, okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> you can't read it. I um. <laughs> Did some renting of newer movies Uh-oh. over the last little while. I watched Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, yes. yes. I watched that with Nick. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, liked it a lot. Yeah. I think the greatest thing about it is the animation. It's phenomenal. The animation is mind-blowing. I have never seen a stop animation as smooth as this movie well, makes it. Well, it's because it's a hybrid. I realize what it is, yeah. but it looks amazing it's by no the same do it. if you're if you've seen Coraline or box trolls or paranorman it's by the same director slash company that has done all those movies i love Coraline. i don't asleep. think i've seen the other three though they're you know the only one decent. i've actually seen is paranorman because i watched watch it while me, yeah, yeah nick was watching watch Coraline. paranorman Coraline's was awesome. fantastic yeah, i'd love to watch it. is that one on netflix paranorman yeah no but i have the blu-ray if you want to borrow it. okay i will take uh box trolls is 
Gotcha. So you can watch Boxer Bills. Gotcha. Um, it was a very good movie. Um, I was told it's very in the vein of Star Wars. Is that not right? Because it has a lot I'd of have to have that explained to me. I yeah, I guess I can see that. It is yeah. very much so. Um, is the the plot a little bit of a letdown though? The plot is a little bit of a letdown. It's not bad. It's just not when you know when you hear all these amazing reviews of a movie, you yep. expect a little bit more from the plot. But yep. it was a good movie. I, I'd recommend it. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely on one of my yeah. get to list. Then I watched the BFG. Oh, Steven nice. Spielberg's Steven new movie. Steven Spielberg's yeah. new. Uh, What'd you think of what, that? I haven't semi seen that yet. animated. Yeah, I guess you'd call for it. A, what's the guy's name? Ron Dahl or Roald something. Dahl. Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Roald Dahl book. So Roald Dahl, who wrote, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. on and on and on. He wrote a lot of books, but um, uh, good story. Uh, I don't know. I th- it feels like they. I didn't ever read the book. Actually, I'm reading it right now with some students, but. Um, it feels like they followed the book probably very closely and it feels like they probably should have made some adjustments for a movie. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes things work really good in a book and are entertaining yep. in a book and don't translate to movie yeah, as I could, well. I could write you a thesis paper. On right. This um, and it is a overall pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, but I expected a little bit more. Uh, is it better than the trailers make it look? Because I thought it was a very bad campaign that uh, DreamWorks put out for you that. No, I really avoided the trailer, so I couldn't say. So I don't know. like the movie looked kitty enough that I wouldn't want to see it, and not adult enough that adults would. I, I don't know. It just looked like it did definitely ride that line. I would say. Is it? Yeah. yeah. But is it worth watching? It is. All right. Is. I and will. It, I will watch it sometime. Yeah, it's worth watching. And then I also watched Pete's Dragon. Yeah. The original? No, the new one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, again, really great animation. The dragon looks super cool. Yeah. Mm. Now, that has uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in it, if I'm not mistaken. Bryce Dallas Howard, yes. Yeah, man. Um, I like her a lot. Yeah, she was great. Um, had some really great stuff in it. Um, another mediocre plot, in my opinion. Well, to me, Peach Dragon is so seeped in uh, yesteryear's culture that yeah. i'm not sure how you update that one to... i think it is a very i haven't watched the original peace dragon in so long i don't really it's remember but i think it is a very different plot oh really um this is more of a boy lost in the woods was kind of raised by the dragon okay. and oh. um it's kind of him coming to civilized world just a second, i'm gonna beat up on mikey for a little uh-huh. bit why do you care that they made a remake to that movie because i hate when they make remakes to all movies what does it matter you still got no peach dragon the original one yeah, but all these are no you even good a big millennials. fan of the original Pete's Dragon? Oh yeah, man! And the Apple Dumpling Gang. I like those all old right, Disney right, movies. Right. He yeah. loves old kids old films school. that are not cartoons. Right. Yeah, he loves anything that was not made for his his generation. <laughs> Throw a little yeah. Don Knotts. Anything in there. you know, sixties, seventies. <clears> you ever see the the Ghost of Mr. Chicken with Don Knotts? I think so. I think oh, I've got, I've got a, a collection of his movies, and I've seen I I think all of them. Uh, so I, I don't know. I was pretty old before I realized that every time I would go, that a boy, Luther, that nobody knew what I was talking about. I didn't realize that that movie was not as popular as I thought it was. Yeah. My, my mom used to record all those old movies, and that's what I got to watch when I was a kid. So I didn't get to, my parents didn't let me watch Sesame oh, it was in Street. Oh, is it in the nine yeah. movies? Huh? Is it? It was one of the nine. The nine. The sacred nine movies. Oh, man. Jaws 1, yeah. 2. 
three, four. You only got to watch nine movies. You wasted them on just two, three, and four. It was four. just what my parents were. The, the third of the uh, movies you recorded. got to watch. I had, if, if I was only allowed to watch nine movies and one of them was Jaws the Revenge, I would kill myself. <laughs> it, was a, it was a few more than nine, but yeah. Oh, I hate that movie with such a passion. Oh, man. Jaws the Revenge is a great movie. Oh, Oof. no. It doesn't exist it in my mind. It's such cool scuba stuff in there. Man. Okay. Uh, what else did you watch? Today? Oh, yeah. Then I went to the theater. And watch, watch Arrival. Man, I really want to see that movie. You really should. It, it is a truly original uh, take on the alien invasion. I'm trying so hard to not spend money. Oh. Um, How Jared, much do you think, Jared? Go see it's, the movie, It's up Jared's alley, man. I got it. I will give you the money to see the oh, movie. Don't do that. <laughs> it is so up your alley. It's sick. <laughs> um. <laughs> Pretty much has everything you love about science fiction in one film, more or less. Yeah. It is very reminiscent of um, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. In it's great, great, great in, book. In both, in its, um, okay, I don't want to give much away. Yeah, don't do it. But it has some concepts from that book that I loved about that book, yeah. and it does them very well. Has anyone ever seen the Slaughterhouse-Five movie? Yeah. That's really good, I yeah, thought. Yeah, it was good. I don't think yeah, I'm saying. It's a strange movie. It is strange. It's a strange book. Yeah, I read, yeah. I read the book. I do not remember a lot from it. But I don't remember much. I saw a little bit of the movie and then read the book and was like, how in the world do you make this a movie? And then I saw the movie and I was like, wow, they did it. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Um, 100% recommend it. Yeah, I really want to see that movie. Apparently not. That being said, there I did have some little pick and stuff that didn't bother stuff. me as much, but. Which I actually believe if Jared watched it, he would pick up on what I'm talking well, about. Well, I picked up on some of it, but it just didn't bother me. It was yeah, I think like... it's political stuff. And yeah. so I think I'm pretty sensitive to it. I think Jared probably would be too. Yeah. But it didn't ruin it for you. But definitely did not ruin it for me. Okay, that's all of the new stuff Can I Can we watched. go off on another tangent? Yeah, go ahead. I'm actually, I do not like politics in movies with one exception. Yeah. If it's presented to me in a science fiction lens, I am much more forgiving. I, something about it, like I don't get as messed up about concepts that I'm not a right. fan of as long as you tell me that it's through an alien culture or something like that. I don't know why that is, but there's something about the medium of science fiction well, that something I don't know, he's tends referencing to is back. like, for instance media reaction to like so fake clips of what would be like gotcha, right wingers right. or things like that gotcha um how they would react to a situation like this yeah. uh, does it like have that. a moment as good as in signs when the alien walks across that kid's birthday party <laughs> Dude, oh, i'm telling man, you what is so good this movie did aliens right yeah um, uh, I can't everything that you kind of hope like oh they're not going to do this are they they don't yeah uh, it's it's great all right. Okay. And then I usually never talk about stuff I rewatch, but I got to mention this. Sure. I, I also, Mikey, got Hateful Eight on Black Friday for $6. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> As did I. And rewatched <laughs> it. Now, I had seen Hateful Eight. $3.99. Nice. I had seen Hateful Eight in theater, mm. and I liked it. I thought it was all right. Did you declare it a perfect film before entering the theater? <laughs> yeah, as my line before the as movie. Mikey yeah. did when we no, went to go see it. It's a perfect film. Um, <laughs> he told that to someone we didn't I, know, and they yeah. looked at him like he was crazy. I still, now, I still won't back down from that. Mikey, you're gonna enjoy this because on a upon a rewatch of this movie, dude, it's close to a perfect film. Oh yeah, I 
was just blown away with how much I enjoyed this on a second a second viewing. Maybe it was because I kind of knew what was coming. I was prepared for it not to be what I expected the yeah. first time. But first time through, man, he said he, he didn't realize it was going to be mostly one. Well, I thought it would just be more area. of a Western the first time I saw yeah. it. I didn't realize what I was getting into. And yeah. It's really more of like a whodunit detective right. Could kind be a play, of movie. almost. Like. Very much so, yeah. Um, I just can't recommend watching that movie again. Oh, enough, I'm getting ready to start I a marathon. I'm fighting the urge to just go and watch it again at any given point. Yeah, yeah. very good. <laughs> I, I really loved it. Anyway, that's it for me. I especially like the movie, uh, the score to the movie. It's, score is so great. Characters are phenomenally great. Yeah. The situation the only, let me is add this though. Great. The the score did beat out best score over Star Wars Episode 7. I do not agree with that. Oh. But well, it's I'm okay. not just the score as much as in the way he always does even from Reservoir Dogs on. Yep. The way he uses music in a movie. Yep. The way it cuts out at moments, the way it fades out and comes in at moments, it's masterful. Yep. Yeah, that movie is very good. It's I've one done of his best. Yeah. I, I think that's what I said. I was like, this may be the movie I love of his the most after this rewatching for some reason. I can't go the most, but it is high. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard call to make, and really, what's the point of making it? But I it's enjoyed so it. It's so different than point. a lot of his <laughs> other movies that it's like it. It's it's it, you you can tell it's Tarantino, but it's so different than watching like something else that it's so it's just it, fun. It it's also, fun for a lover yeah. of Tarantino. It also may be blasphemous, but it is some of my favorite dialogue from a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, mm. he right does right. Mikey groans. I finally found mm. something that would make him groan <laughs> about hateful eight. All right, I'm done. Uh, Eric, would you watch this? Uh well. I will say one rewatch because it ties into another movie in the series. Uh, I rewatched Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 so that I could finally finish the series. I never ended up watching uh, Part 2, which Mm -hmm. I just uh, took care of. uh, I've read the novels, but I've not actually seen Parts 1 or Part 2. So novel-wise, I've only read the first book, so I cannot speak for Catching Fire or Mockingjay. But I got to state... For someone who did, I really did, even though those movies are not perfect, like, I really did enjoy that series quite a bit. Was excited to see how it ended. Yeah. I gotta say, it's kind of, it was a letdown. Yeah, it did. My impressions, first off, are, I've read the series. I really liked book one. I liked book two a little bit more than I liked one. Hmm. And three was one of those, if it had not been the last book in a series, I probably would have stopped. I finished it, but I was just like so bored to tears with that. And then they split the worst book into two movies, and I thought, <laughs> "Come on!" I actually have you seen the last two movies? No. I actually personally think that they did a better job in the movies than that she did in the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still like it's not. I, I don't necessarily feel it's a thing. It's like I don't feel like it's the movie's fault. I just it's more the plot, like. I just it felt like I was building towards something a lot more special than what happened, and I just I, I don't know since I didn't read the book, I can't really speak to how closely they follow it. Mm-hmm. It just really for a series I was really enjoying. It was pretty much a letdown. I think me. what those movies have going for them is they're unusually well made. Uh, they are also unusually well acted. On top of it, yep. they have great actors that do side parts like. I, love uh uh woody harrelson yes and you got is it he was his name something mitch 
uh, Hamish. 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 You got yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Which, yeah, he's he, really great. Yeah. They did some amazing casting. I mean, Wes movie. Bentley in the first movie is fantastic. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, I, at some day, uh, sometime I'll watch the second. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, it's like you said, movies. it's same as with the book. It's worth finishing, yeah. you know, especially if for us, like, you know, we have access to it now where it doesn't, you know, we don't have to spend anything to rent it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, why I finally was there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit down. And I, I it had been so long since I watched part one that just as a refresher, I needed figured I needed to watch that. And I'm glad I finished it just so I at least get some closure on the, the storyline. But yeah. man, it. Compared to other big uh, sci-fi series that have trilogies, like the minimum trilogies, it's just every other one has ended in a much more satisfying big way for me, and this one just kind of fizzled out, I felt like. Um, but, you know, still still recommend, I would say, on those two movies. Um, I watched a documentary, which I know uh, Nick watched, because we watched half of it together, and then I ended up having to finish that. I forgot about it. I always uh, forget about one. Lost in La Mancha. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Great film. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. The Terry uh, Gilliam uh, documentary about uh, basically his passion project. Yeah. His movie that he really, really wanted to make. And it is. Which at the time of the documentary, he'd been trying to make for what? Like 10 years. 10 years already. Yeah, it's not the first was, time that somebody had tried to make it. It was that like movie. 10 yeah, years. Yeah, they were talking in the, about how it's kind of like a cursed movie. Yeah. That ever, it, like even Orson Welles tried to make one and yep. it didn't work out and things like that. When you, it's, it's heartbreaking to watch some of the stuff <sighs> that happens. So you know, like someone wants this so bad and they spend so much time to it. And then you just watch everything be lined up in such a way where if one thing goes wrong, you're not going to get to finish. Yep. And then you watch like six things go wrong and them yeah, still trying. Yeah. Mikey, and you just you know would really a- like this movie. Have you heard of it? Lost in La Mancha. No, Terry no. Gilliam tried to. Do you know what Don Quixote is? The the guy that tries oh. to attack windmills. He yeah. He sounds familiar. It's a novel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a classic literature. With his, he was trying to make a movie. He has yeah. a sidekick, which Johnny in Depp was heard of Well, Johnny Depp wasn't Johnny Depp wasn't playing uh, Don Quixote, but he was playing his uh, his sidekick. sidekick. Yeah. Uh, they did like a modern spin on it, where like you know someone from our time gets like transported back, and then yeah. like it is is viewing like Don Quixote, like you know where we get to see him through those eyes. Which mm. I would have loved to see the movie. Now yeah. that being said, I don't know if it's because of this documentary or not, but they're actually like trying to finish the movie, like they're trying to make the movie again now. The same from the same script and everything, but with different. I mean, they probably updated it a little bit, but I'm saying with different actors and stuff. Uh, Terry I think like Gilliam at, making I think it, it will. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Depp's uh, character is Adam Driver. Oh, that's cool. Now that hey, be- Adam Driver. That I being that said, guy. yeah, if you look on IMDb, it is um, scheduled to come out in 2018. That being said, I read an article where it looks like it may not be happening. Oh, no. <laughs> just- Dude, so we're getting a sequel to Lost La Mancha. <laughs> uh, some more stuff happened. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it. Hopefully, it does get done because it would be really interesting uh, to see, especially after watching the documentary. Yeah. But it is if you just want someone, even even if it's someone you don't like, someone that focuses that hard on something, it's crushing to watch. Because we, we talked about this when we when we watched The Iron Giant. There's a documentary that is with the Iron Giant about how difficult of a road that they had when they were making that movie. Yeah. And what they wanted for it and, and all this stuff, you know, and, and, and the movie got done that's the difference is the movie got, got done. done and it got done well it got done well it come up came out great but it it kind of got thrown to the wayside it didn't get the reception yeah. it could have it didn't get the advertising well, he made an animated film not with disney 
And that's yeah. kind of the problem. No other yeah. studio seems to know how to put out an animated film at the time. It was yeah. a troubled process, and you feel bad for what could, you you feel for what could have been. That being said, they still have the product. It's yeah. still there. It's a lot different than seeing something like this, and then it just disappear. Yeah. And you know that like they have to. And it's not like this is his only. You know, it's like he's had other successes, but even then, it's like he still has to limp away. Yeah. It's ah, and then it, even seeing fan of some of the, like, the dailies they showed on that, it's just like, man, I want to see that movie. It looks good. And Stephen King always said he won't. wanted Terry Gilliam to make the. If anybody was going to make the Dark Tower, he'd want it to be him. I could see that. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, that documentary is fascinating to get a day-to-day picture of who Terry Gilliam is as a director. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fun. Um. It's you get you feel like you get to know this man that has made so many of the things that we love, and it's really I, I'd recommend it just for that alone. My favorite part of the documentary is when he says that his worst film is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh. <laughs> that is by far my favorite. Part yeah, of that he film. does. He goes yeah. on about that for a while. He says anybody that likes that movie, I do not like them for they are not smart. <laughs> Who said that? Terry Gilliam, man, the director. For, for they are not smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how every so think, often you do it is a Mikey being, listening check. Yeah, he failed that one. He failed Mr. Gilliam, Gilliam here. Yeah. Mikey was lost in Mike, Mancha. That's yes, where he was. was. He was yeah. off fighting windmills. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, what else did you watch? Uh, I watched, uh, like I said, Kubo on, and the Two Strings with uh, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed that. I agree with the plot. Um, it's kind of all over the place. It has a central theme, but I mean, it does kind of jump around weirdly, but it, it has a charm to it that I still think is fun. Um, the movie did take some heat for basically representing, yeah, representing uh, like Eastern cultures. Since that's a politically using, correct conversation, can we not have it? On well, I'm just podcast? saying like, yeah, my I thing is no part of it. My, my, well, you know what I'm saying? We'll just touch on it. It's like, it's made by like non-eastern people so like why it, can't it it is what it is it's just i have nothing good to I'm say i'm saying about if that subject, if that so. stops you from watching it like you're a fool just just watch it it's it's a well done good children's movie let's move on uh <laughs> yeah please <laughs> i i really I don't want to yeah, about say it I, that, you know how it's a good thing this is recorded because i don't want to say something that some foot in yeah mouth, uh, yeah pretty much so um so <laughs> the next movie i'll uh, really last movie that i have to bring up I'm actually going to put with the disclaimer of I highly recommend this movie, but please don't go watch it yet. It's very likely going to be one of my next couple picks. Okay. If you want to watch it, go for it. Um, but like I said, just keep in mind, I'm probably going to be picking it here soon. Uh, it's called Ain't Them Body Saints. Okay. Anybody know what I'm talking I about? I don't even nope. know what it no is. No idea. Not a clue. It is a, uh indie film starring Casey Affleck. Ah. Uh, I'm in. Yes, uh, you you guys you guys like this. Uh, it's not a perfect film. There are there are some plot issues, but in terms of film, like it's, it's beautifully shot. The cinematography is amazing. I just enjoy the ambiance on of Netflix. It. Obviously, if you're going to pick it, yes. At some point, uh, it it's basically. I say, if you're going to pick it, let's just not yeah. Talk about well, it. I mean, it, it's it basically deals with. Um, Casey Affleck has made some incorrect life choices, we'll just say. And then uh, the aftermath of that um, is like, that's kind of like the beginning of the film. And then is you it, see the, the is it, is the decision to shoot motorcycle videos? No, but it, it's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going it's after not, you today. Uh, it's not I, that bad. It's okay. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I, I, I have to look and see what year this is set in, but it's, it's not like current time. So it's, it's, uh, 
um it's got a real dated like ambiance to it uh very early well it's not early america but i'm just saying it's you had me at casey affleck it's, man. You, you, guys you don't have to sell it anymore that's all you gotta yeah. say to me anymore yeah. uh that being said i do have one complaint of it um in case people complain a lot about Casey Affleck movies about they can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, I don't care about um, those people. Yeah, yeah. I, I disagree with that, and I it never bothers me. I love the way he de- delivers lines. That being said, there is some audio in this where not just him. There was a few characters I had to put the sub. I had to go back and put subtitles mm-hmm. on a couple scenes. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but I when I went and uh, was excited about this movie afterward and started like looking at some stuff, it was a huge complaint. People were just. Yeah. They couldn't People understand. People have the same complaint about Snatch, and I I have no problem understanding. But yeah, that. it's a very very well done movie. Um, I will probably movie. be picking it's it here soon. And that's it. For cool. Me. All right, oh, guys. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I almost forgot about Will Wheaton's tabletop, Jared. Yeah. I've been watching a YouTube tabletop yeah. board game I don't think show. YouTube. What is a, YouTube, uh, what is a Will Wheaton for what we do here? <laughs> what yeah. is a what is a Will Wheaton? <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't for know if there's anything. Alex. Well, there's nothing that he would actually even know Will Wheaton from. Mikey's never watched. Stand by me. Stand by me. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. He was yeah. the main Stephen one. King. He was the main character boy, the actor. Yeah. Will Wheaton. Not oh. River Phoenix. The other one. Oh yeah, that guy. Not huh? Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> the other one. Oh yeah. Got confused. Yeah. He looks like I'll a look confused it up. old man right yeah. now. Look it up later. And he then, looks like when I, if I, if you were to talk to like a seventy-year-old person about Twitter, right. <laughs> that's the look the, Mikey the, has the in his Twitter. eye right now. You got to say the, yeah, Twitter. the and Twitter. And he's like, the what's, what's the Twitters? Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, just the usual. I just, even though we were not going to go into specifics, I do want to mention just because I had a great run with it. Jared is not caught up yet, but I just want to say I'm very excited uh, to have watched uh, Westworld. I love mm-hmm. everything HBO puts very out. Well Any, anything I give time to that they've done has not been in vain. Mm. Um, mm. But I skip a lot of stuff. I'm saying I skip yeah, a I lot of say, stuff. I've tried to watch a I definitely of cherry shows. pick. I started Girls, if that's all. Did you? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, that's not good. I couldn't see that. Why don't you do that? Well, I mean, I liked it. She did a movie called Tiny Furniture that I watched that I really loved, and so I thought the show would be like that, and I, it kind of is, but I don't like. Never mind. I don't <laughs> want to talk about why I don't like girls. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll be using that, that clip later. I know what's going on at the end of the episode. <laughs> Better not be out of context. <laughs> All right, boys, let's Better talk about some Narnia. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go. All right, the movie that I picked for this week is The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. came out in 2005, currently holds a 76% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It was made on a budget of $180 million, and it made $745 million. Woo! So very big success all across the board. Let's go around and give our star ratings. I will give this movie four stars. Mikey? Meh, three. Four for me. Gotcha. We're right in line with that. I'd say four. Gotcha. All right, let's talk about what we do like about uh, the film. Uh, the thing that I'll start off is that not only, I mean, okay, first off, I've read the series, so that's going to color my perceptions moving forward. Regardless of that, I, I can either A, say they nailed Aslan's character or that just the character of Aslan in the film is very, very well done uh, from the 
look of him, which a CGI lion looks very, very good in this yep. movie. It's shockingly, Even it's, it's outdated, but yet it's still like time wise. I think this is, I don't think there's any years bad special point. effects in this film at all. Um, it's you can tell it's well. Not, it, they hold up well. Like, well, I think it's because this is Peter Jackson's Weta that handled the special oh, effects. Really? Well, there was yeah, on off the Lord of the Rings and ILM. I'm sure that there was some subsidized, <coughs> subsidized special effects, but Weta was the main handler of the special effects in the film. Um, but Aslan, man, the, he's one of my favorite characters of all time in any medium I've ever found. And yeah. um, I thought that they did such a good job with this character here that that's the, like to me, that was the one element that needed to be done right. If that was done right, I was going to like this movie. They did that right. I think this is a very good film. Um, Mikey, I'm very interested to actually hear what you say about the film because this is not one I thought you were going to end up uh, putting in a like category. Well, you have to understand, I'm going to be fair. I'm judging the movie based on the movie. Yep. And although I have no interest in it, I'll never watch it again. Um, <laughs> Except for when he watches the sequel. It is. It is they oh. put Prince Caspian on there, bro. I'm thinking oh. it's a good, I think Prince Caspian's the best in the oh. series myself. That's I a doubt tough that. one for me, but... Which but, I just realized for the first time, so just a quick aside. Mm. Prince Caspian is Logan from uh, West uh, from Westworld. <laughs> okay, I, I was like, where do I, I? I know I know him from other stuff, but it's like I know he's a big actor. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but that's that's where I know him from. I really wanted to rewatch uh, Prince Caspian this week, but I was afraid if I did, it would color my uh, your your viewpoint my for viewpoint this movie. for this movie. Yeah. So I actually I held you. off on watching it. Uh, Mikey, can you name some stuff that you did like about it though? Well, um, I'll definitely say the uh, special effects were good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were good. I mean, I'll give them that. I don't like They're them, good but now, they were good. So to think about how good they were back in yeah. 05 or whenever this Well, was. right. I mean, it, it, I mean, it is a good-looking movie. If you like special effects, you're going to definitely dig the special well, effects. Well, and there's a lot of good, like, creature work. Not everything you see up there is CG. Uh, there's a lot of animatronics uh, that are used here, and um, I thought there was a very good balance between it. It obviously is much more CGI heavy than not, but uh, to me, like the only sequence of the whole film that I thought was a little overboard was the um, by the waterfall or the frozen waterfall. And yeah, it all collapsed. There's a couple of moments in there that I thought uh, were too big for what they were trying if to do. You have here. ever seen the extended edition? Yeah. There's a little bit more of it than that. Is the extended edition worth watching? Because I've never watched uh, it. It's interesting. Yeah. It's not a whole lot. And, and when you watch it, what you get the idea of is, oh, they took some of the less great CGI stuff and took it out. How gotcha. extended was this? Because it's already two and a half. Yeah, I remember it not being <laughs> well, very far, uh, very much longer. It's not much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mikey, you still don't think have said what you liked about Yeah, that. I mean, uh, special effects. I mean, it had a good look. I mean, I mean, it's a disney movie did so you like um movie. when i was watching the movie there was one aspect of the movie i was i thought that you would like and i didn't think you'd care much about uh the queen but i thought her little minion i thought was like mikey's gonna like that character um i mean this way for you num, num. i, get, I like I mean, how <laughs> she gives him to throw him away and he eats the one before he does yeah, it and all yeah. that yeah. i mean i don't no i didn't like him <laughs> there was a lot of humming and humming. <laughs> you didn't like him i mean i not i mean do you like Mr. Thomas? I mean, if I, had to, if I had to put Mike, somebody up there that stars I liked, to, huh? You can't give three stars to something if you don't like it. Well, that's not the point of this thing. The, not the point of 
the point of coming to here is to give your opinion on a film, not to look smart because you're able to judge a film on its own. Well, like if we were paid critics, I would yeah, expect that I, of you, but that's not what we're doing. Here. Well, but I'm not going to trash the movie because it's not my thing. I mean, you no, certainly no, no, no. should, Mikey. No, if it's... this movie is not your movie, <laughs> Nick does it all the time. I pride myself well, on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't well, like something, true. then you need to come out and say that. Like, well, don't try to act like you think a film is good. I'm if not you don't saying like that it's it, regardless of whether good. or not. Maybe Mikey not necessarily it, doesn't want to admit that he likes it. That's possible. not necessarily not saying true. it's good. Well, no, no, no. It, no, believe, no, no. Believe no, no, no. me. This, this, is, this is the first and the last time I'll ever watch this movie. It, it, was, a, it was a struggle. But the, the it, it was a struggle just, because of my own prejudices, and I understand that. And, you know, I, I'm not going to hold the film you know, at fault of that. I mean, they did do some good things, and I am, you know, the film did look good. I'm not lying about that. It is a very It is a very nice, it is a good-looking film. You watch it on Blu-ray on your new TV on my, and all yep, that? On the uh, good. UHD, so it did look pretty awesome. Yep. I mean, I will give it that. Um, the, I mean, the some of the characters were, I mean, somewhat interesting. I don't know. I mean, like the guy that got frozen here. up and all that, the one with the, legs and, yeah. with the legs. Yeah, Mr. With the legs. Mr. Tumnus. Great, and, um, and the gopher was kind of cool. You know, cool. the gopher or whatever he was. Or the, the, beaver. Beaver. the beaver. The beaver, yeah. that's oh, it. The beaver. The I mean, <laughs> um, you know. The characters whose name is Beaver. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and his friend Badger. I, I don't know any of these names. I Yeah, I was pretty high. What about the fact that Michael Madsen played the wolf? Did that throw you off? Was that him? I, yeah, see, him. there was a lot of them where I was like, I know that voice, but I couldn't I place it. I actually thought it was distracting. Like I was like, I wish they would have gotten somebody else to play this character. Uh, you know what? I guess I don't know him as well as you do because it's. I have always thought yeah, that I, voice was great for the wolf. When I was watching yeah, it, I was like, I, oh, that's Michael Madsen. He just seems like... He's not the type of person I expect to be voicing a CG animal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but he's supposed to be a sadistic captain yeah. of the the wolf's guard, like the you know the wolf guard or whatever right. it was called. I mean, and there were you know there was there were some cool things about it, you know. But I mean, it definitely wasn't something that I'm gonna spend a lot of time. <laughs> you know, it's not one of those movies for me. Yep, it definitely wasn't a shock. Um, that I mean. I don't know. Like I said, I, I think for three stars, kid main characters, and they're all pretty darn good actors. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, even I, Lucy, it's, man. A, it's a Lucy, who's the main little girl, the one that first goes to Narnia at the beginning of the film. Like, it's very hard to find child actors that yeah, can but act this is that Disney, good. Disney, though, they've always got good kid actors. No, they, they don't. Know. Well, no, they I don't, don't watch too many Disney <laughs> movies, but the ones I've seen, I've never seen it. You know, they did stuff too ones, but... with her of like when she looks so excited and, and when she first goes to Narnia, mm-hmm. they didn't show her what the set was like, so yeah. that when she first walked out on the set, it was the first time she'd seen all she'd the snow seen, and yeah. everything. So like that was her like genuinely reacting yep. to it as a kid. That's Something actually like that. good direction. Yeah. Actually, is what that is. Oh, that's yeah. uh, that's genius to do it. Though, I but. mean, you you can definitely tell that the, you know people put time and effort into the movie. It's you know I I'm not going to knock a movie just because I don't like the concept of it. I mean, I think three stars is very fair. Um, you know, it's it's a like, but it's you know I, I don't hate it, but I ain't never going to watch this movie. Want to come over and watch Prince Caspian no. with me tonight? No, sure. I got that's, it on Blu-ray. Nope. Okay. I've already dealt with enough animation these <laughs> last couple weeks. It's not animation. Would you stop that? CGI, whatever. Uh, he, he's movies, down as long as he can also watch Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's the third one. Oh. Which, let's not even get into it. It makes me sad that this is never going to They might. Uh, someone's but, making another one. But 
right now. Well, I, here's the thing. I don't remember because I don't remember what ages they were supposed to be in each of those books. Are they too old now? Like, uh, Not to... I mean, are we giving some Narnia spoilers? I don't know. Uh, going forward, the the four children from are this movie really are not in there. So much they do show up in the last, last battle. Book, yeah. 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 Okay. Which, um, you get glimpses of them, but when you do get glimpses of them, they're adults. So ages, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Which just to... Because let's, let's address that real quick. Uh, everyone here but Mikey has read uh, some or all of the books. You two... I've read all yeah, seven, you, you, yeah, you and Nick have read all of the books. Seven books? This, They're very small. The, I brought my copy with me here. I mean, that's all seven novels. That's all Mikey. of them. Which yeah, Mikey, it's not a very... Like, I, most books I read are longer than all seven Narnia books. Yeah, put where are the pictures in this thing? There's pictures. Oh. <laughs> they're right what, at the beginning of chapters? They're, look, they're, they're okay, right here. Can we, he not, the, he can wants we the not flip through a book during a podcast? <laughs> he wants yeah, that's the Dr. Not Seuss version. Podcasting? Yeah, give me uh, the Dr. Seuss did, version. Did you really not know this was a book? Like, no, I knew it was books? a book. I okay. didn't know it was seven of them. I, was like, I yeah, thought this was one book. No. This movie was one book. Yeah. This was one. Why? There's going to be seven of these movies. Why in the Witch and the Wardrobe is a stand is a book in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. C.S. Lewis, who was Mikey also looks stressed out, <laughs> the fact that there's seven books that he never uh, has to read. Uh, oh. No, he's good friends with uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. They oh. uh, they they kind of steal each other's work a little bit in each of the the stuff. But no, uh, as a child, this was probably the first series. Even though I'm sad, I I, di- I never did finish it. I read the first three, maybe four books mm-hmm. out of out of the seven. I'm sad I never did finish it. But this was the thing that probably sparked my love of fantasy. Yeah, I don't know if I other than watching. Yes, I mean there were fantasy movies. There, as a kid, we've all you know saw like Never Ending Story, like all, all this stuff. Yeah. But the first, probably the first fantasy book that I read was Chronicles of Narnia. So even even if this movie is super childish or made for kids, it touches a part of my memory of my childhood that few things can do. Yep. Um, and even more so, like I said, for you guys, because you you guys actually uh, read the whole series. Or did you all both read them at a young age, or did you come to them later? I um, did both actually. Oh really? <laughs> I yeah. believe I read them when I was like 16. It's one I really should finish because it was so influential in my like my young self. Like it, it kind of I do that a lot. I'm, I'm really go. bad. Oh, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm really bad about that. For anyone new to the podcast, I will start a book series and read like a couple. I can contest that Eric is very bad about this. Yeah. Um, it, if you ever do read the books again. Read them in the correct order. You'll have to look start, it up. Start with a magician's name. They were renumbered at some point to yeah, be chronological, right. but not in yeah. the order C.S. Lewis wrote them. But you should them. still read them in the order you wrote them. Yeah. Let's, that it's a whole yeah. Sorry. That's a whole other topic. But anyway. Um, Nick, why don't you tell us what you like about this movie? Oh, I would love to. First of all, I love the book. Yep. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to limit it to this book. I love this book. Um, and I have since I was in fourth grade the first time. I had a teacher read it to me in school. Mm. Um, and to see it come to life in such a beautiful movie. And, and passionate. It makes uh, way me too. feel like a child again yep. in some way. Um, and just how well done all around it is. The Like you said, the even the kids are acting is wonderful. I think there are, for me, linchpin ca- characters in this film that if they had done the character wrong, the movie's You're out ruined yeah number one lucy pevensey yeah that girl was great i agree um she's charming and cute and yeah 
has all of those characteristics that made her great. Aslan, like you said, uh, and they, Liam Neeson was a great choice, I think. They nailed that character. And man. the so and the good. and the lion looked good. And it yeah. still looks good. Um even, even when he talks, which to me is like talking animals is a really hard thing to do. You know the yeah. only thing he does that makes me the and it doesn't pull me out, but I mean it, the one thing where I go, okay, it's a little dated is when he's like running with them on their back and like you see his feet hitting the ground and it doesn't like a hundred percent line up yeah. with like how fast his feet would be gotcha. moving and pace to the ground, like kind of thing. Sure. But that's so small and so quick yeah. that it's like it's hard um, to fault that. There were some. Eff- uh, wait, with, before I move off characters, mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> most difficult characters I would imagine to bring to life from this novel is the witch. Yeah, and I think they did a really good job in conception, look, everything, look. Personality. Casting. Casting. Yep, yeah, I agree. They did a great job. Yep. Also, the one that's real hard to pull off to me, I agree with you on all the choices you had. Out of the kids. Admir. Edmund. Edmund. Is, no. What did well, I say? Isn't Edmir the, the next kid that comes along? No, that's... Well, Edmir Tully is what you're... Yeah, is you're, that what I'm you're doing? You're, you're, you're pulling Game of Thrones. Thrones. Oh, no. Edmund for me. So to have a character that can't you can believe feels that way and you know lashes out like that but yet you still care for yeah is a really tricky balance to do and i thought the casting of this kid was perfect which yeah. apparently he was the last one cast like it they had a hard time casting him and and partly too they cast him last so that the other three kids would be could bond better well they would bond get because they were in workshops earlier so yep. he came in later and felt like an outsider yep. See how um, they do that? My guess, pretty. That's it's ingenious that's stuff. Man. Not only that, um, just knowing the books as well as I do, C.S. Lewis spends some time describing his characters yep. physically in his books, and it is amazing that these kids look like the kids I picture when I read this book. Yeah. Um, so is this the first book? Yeah. It the was first the... book that he wrote. Yeah. It is the second book chronologically. There's a there's a prequel book later. Yeah. Is uh, I believe the last book he wrote was a book when you that say that, before this. But when you say that, so is are they doing this in the the way that he intended? Yeah, they did, or, yes. okay. publication. Well, okay, yeah, that's a long story that I'm not going to get into. But yeah. to say he didn't intend it is not accurate. He actually was he the wanted... one who suggested it. But mm-hmm. anyway, we'll, anyway. We'll, we'll not go down. Yeah. That Do you want to say? Because I don't think to me it's not a spoiler. Do you want to briefly touch on the magician's nephew? Um, well, just to. Keep it short, it, it takes place when the professor who owns the mansion is a child and goes to Narnia himself. So it's his adventure. Um, that's why he's so quick to believe. But he wrote that after this one. Yes. Okay. That's, that's all. But so about. that it's it's one of those things, if you're not familiar with it, you're not going to know much about that character. But like that character is, you get to see his adventure prior to the kids going through the wardrobe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which I believe is... An interesting little thing because the professor actually the character of the professor represents C.S. Lewis himself. Yep. Um, okay. N- just based on the fact that C.S. Lewis lived in the country in England and had children stay with him during the war and was a professor, <laughs> you oh. know, things like that. But anyway, um, getting back to what I liked about this movie, the story. I mean, you can't really improve much on the story of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Is good. To begin with, and so the plot of this movie for me is a home run. Um, in general, 
the only little piece that has never truly fit in this book. Santa Claus? And I have to admit it is Santa Claus. Father Christmas, man. (coughs) Santa Claus on the book? It feels weird. Santa Claus popping into this book, even when I was a kid, I remember thinking, well, he just put that in there so that kids would like this book. FYI, Um, this is our Christmas movie this month. (laughs) And it kind of still feels that way, although I will say, if you got to put Santa Claus in a movie, they did a pretty good job of not making it super cheesy. And he's not just handing out BB guns to shoot your (laughs) eye out. He's handing out swords and bow and arrows, man. This is a cool Santa Claus, cool Father Christmas. Uh, By the way, that little line when he gives her the knife and she looks at him and says, I think I could be brave enough, makes me tear up, and yeah. I'm not too afraid to admit it. I don't know why. But, um, Mikey, did you tear up in that no. part? No. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Heart made of stone. Um, he hasn't cried since he watched uh, My Girl. Freaking My Girl. What a movie. <laughs> what a Dagon movie. Um, I think this movie... And that's a book, but this movie takes place in a really interesting time in history, and it's it it's a very interesting idea to have kids who are coming out of a very difficult situation where they have to leave their home, they're missing their father in the war, they're, they don't know what's happening to their mother in a town that's being bombed, and to have such a fantastical adventure while they're doing it. Um, uh, something I would mention is how, like, just strange it is because you're ready to watch the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the opening shot is of bombers over yeah. England. I remember just being like, wait, what? I was actually surprised that they put it in, Yeah, um, but it was a great choice. Yeah, I agree. You need it there to set up what the, you know, like the what these kids are escaping from. It's a very escapist story and, and, and wishful thinking and, and learning to make do with your situation and, and, and learn to, you know, still have fun. And, you know, it's kind of the metaphor for the whole thing. So when you see the, the situation, you, you need to see it or else it just loses a lot of weight. And they do a good job of setting up Edmund's, um, betrayal a little bit more than the book does. Yeah. They, I don't know if that's telegraphing or whatever you want to call it, but it's more set up. I think it works. It works for the film. Right. Um, Eric, what about you? Um, we've touched on most of it. Uh, it just brings me, like I said, it, it just brings me back to a time when I read read these kind of books. I wish I could have seen this movie when I was a kid, you know, and actually have been able to. You have oh, your imagination. There was but, a movie when we were a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the BBC <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah. So I said, bad. by the way, they're on YouTube. No. I didn't say they see are. the Chronicles of Narnia. I said see this movie. Talk, oh. about getting, talk about getting Lucy wrong. Go watch the BBC. Oh, Go watch the BBC. Mikey, are you going to watch the BBC ones? Nope. They were made for television in the 80s? Not going to happen. You on a TV see, budget? You should see what the animals look like in that movie. <laughs> yeah. this, is a car, this is a cartoon, isn't it? No, no, no. no. Oh, it's not. It's live action. Live oh, action, oh. made for TV, BBC. I'm 80s. almost wanting to watch this, kind of like are. I want to watch Star Wars Christmas And they special. made all seven, I'm not mistaken. I, I'm not sure. I, I only remember seeing this one, but I, I couldn't. I know I they made know. more than they, they did of this series. So. They're full They're length. long. Yeah. An hour or a couple hours I, each? I don't remember. They're like three hours, if I remember right. I'm not watching that. I was going to say, you know, Star Wars Christmas special was funny to watch. But I know there's a whole YouTube channel devoted to the Star Wars holiday special. I need to (laughs) join that. Eric? So, anyway, it takes me back to a a time where, am I the only one who did this? Did did anybody else as a young tyke climb into a wardrobe and hope to be transformed? (laughs) 
First no, of all, nobody you else had a wardrobe? I, I, I did. Or were you just in the back of a closet? Were you in the uh, closet? No, I, I, I did actually have a big, uh, like a, a big... Um, Eric, weren't you also the one that used to hold the spoon like in the Matrix and try to make a no, move? That was <laughs> you told me that you did that. No, I did used to. Uh, no, I did I, used I to close my eyes and feel like I could levitate. But uh, uh, that was. That was I, I wouldn't criticize too harshly there, Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> point, point, uh, point taken. But no, as a young child, like I said, I do remember being very disappointed Aww. when I felt wood on the on the back of the 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 cabinet. I, I don't know that I wasn't just calling you. You're just little off yeah. time. I don't know that I ever actually got into one, but I think I do remember like reaching to the back of one like in my grandma's house when I was a kid just to check. Yeah. Just to check. I don't know. I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I had a very <laughs> active imagination as a kid and still do, I guess. I mean nowhere near like what I did, but I've it's I'm very proud that I have not let that die. Yeah. Um I can f- really fall and it's part of why I love movies. Part part of why I love movies is unlike a lot of people, I when I when I watch a movie, I the whole point of me doing it is to believe what I'm watching, even though I know it's not real, even though I can break down how they made that movie. We we study far more than the average person does about the yeah. art of making that movie. Still, when I watch a movie, I fall into the fantasy world of like when I watch Mad Max Fury Road, I'm there. I'm part. I'm believing the world. I'm believing everything that's going on, and. This was, like I said, one of the first stories that did that for me. So to get to see it again, I do remember watching it in 05 and being super excited with how well it was done because you just expect stuff like this to be disappointing. I can tell you that this film's good because my brother, who is one of the hardest to please of any person I've ever known in film, who's also a pastor, and so obviously C.S. Lewis, pastor, and very hard to please, he walked out of this movie very, very happy. So you have... If that person likes it, then Which, I think this movie's got. I think be we should good. address that at least briefly, Mike. You do realize too the amount of symbolism towards Christianity that is in this movie. Um, did I've you pick up on that? Heard it, the, okay. but no. The, the symbolism of Aslan. I mean, it's kind of beating you over the I head mean, with he it. He did die I for mean, his sins. He d- and all died that. for someone else's I sins. Came back to resurrected. life. Kind of thought maybe that, but other you than notice that, I didn't that get the much um, the ancient law of the land is scrolled into a stone tablet yeah you have someone who uh, who by the the rights of the magic when someone create com- commits a sin is owed to them yeah uh le- how about the fact that they're the sons of adam and the daughters of eve yeah, yeah. if that's not enough i don't know what didn't it pick is. up on it yep. you know <laughs> it yeah i was just say i don't know it's, it's, i just wanted to bring it up briefly because it is a hotly debated talk topic about it but I i've just definitely know heard even, that they I, even I, really aware of it sneak when, some C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis, like uh, philosophy in there, yeah. Um, with the professor talking to the kids about whether or not Lucy is crazy is a a very well known yep. um, apologetics argument. C.S. Lewis had C.S. What? <laughs> the second what time C.S. Lewis had towards Christianity, but yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I I I really enjoyed um, the visual style of this. Um, even some stuff that should kind of feel a little unbelievable. I mean, the more fantasy you go, even though I fall into it, the more, you know, the harder it becomes to really believe what's going on. But you really do, even when you're seeing, you know, the centaurs or, you know, some of that kind of stuff. It's stretching it a little bit in some scenes, but I really feel like I'm transported to, you mm-hmm. know, that world. Um, 
the first time the first time that she goes into Narnia and you see a character that like I said as someone who read the books you knew when you see Mr. Tumnus for the first time and for me not only was it to get to see Mr. Tumnus I didn't know that I was going to love the, the actor that played this like yeah. he's become one of my favorite actors James McAvoy and at the time I didn't know who who he was just to see that That's and the see first some, time I remember really seeing him to be yeah. honest it's just Oh, by the way, I had a thought later about <laughs> speaking of that character. Uh, uh, when they uh, thaw him out of, like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the fawn, like, I was like, oh, they thawed uh, fawn out of uh, Narnia Knight over here. Like Han Solo and Carbonite. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, they go Narnia to the palace, Knight. man. Stretching. Hopefully you're a dad. Is this where this podcast is going? Yeah, they go. No, they go to the palace and have a rescue mission <laughs> for. Uh, Fair enough. For one of their. I, I get where you're going. going. I was like, oh um, man. To bring it back, sakes. that moment. George Lucas stole it. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you're talking about when she meets Tumnus for the first time at the lamp post, a lamp post that is in the middle of a forest. Yes. Mm. There is something about that scene. Yep. That transports me back to the first time I read this book. And I don't know what it is about that scene, but I love it. They did it great. Perfect. And I do remember hearing a while back that that is actually the first idea for Narnia that C.S. Lewis had was that meeting of of them at the lamppost. Now, obviously it's there in this movie. I noticed it again when I watched it. I don't remember if it's that way in the book. There's a very, if you don't know what you're in for, if you don't know what kind of character Tumnus is, there's a very sinister feel, which he does betray her right there. But I'm saying there's a very sinister feel to that yeah. opening scene. Well, because Lucy, as the kid is so trusting, yeah, that's exactly right. It, how much, like how innocent Lucy is, and fawns have not always been portrayed in in you know different things as righteous characters, like you know, like so. There's a sense of like when you're watching that, it comes off a lot darker than I expected. You know, then I remembered when I was watching this, but I do remember feeling that the first time that I saw it back in my go find. I remember the part when I was first watching this, the the part that sealed like, okay, I'm gonna end up liking this movie is the way that she starts falling asleep and then Aslan's roar through the fire of like sending the message that yeah. this is abhorrent what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Mm. Um, what else you got? Um, I mean, we've pretty much covered it. That's cool. it. I love the fantasy of it. You don't get to see as lovers of this kind of fantasy. You don't get to see it this well done this often. Yep. Um, taken with such care, such a big budget, and it's so beloved. I mean, it really is beloved. Yep. This story no for you know has defined you know a lot of people's entrances into fantasy. Um, so like they knew they had to do it right. They spent a lot of time, a lot of care on the casting on the the story. Uh, even though this movie is probably too childish for me, like, you know what I mean? It, it's definitely not aimed at us. I still walk away with a smile. That's an accomplishment, man. Yep. Few movies have done that. Harry Potter's done that. Uh, you like said this, there's not a lot of kids movies that I walk away from and, and really feel like it was made for me too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, something I would add, and I found this very, very interesting and like, well, let me just tell you what happened. Uh, so when I read the book, there is the part when Aslan uh, gets killed. Mm-hmm. And now when I read a book, because I'm such a film buff, when I read a book, I actually direct the movie in my head. Not just like a fly in the wall. Like I actually have like camera moves and stuff <laughs> that happen. You've gone beyond visual- visualization. And- 
Run straight it's to just, the yell cut and go back and read a page again is like another It's take. just, it's how I, because I came, uh, like I read a lot now, but um, I came to reading a lot late in life. Uh, most, like I, I was such a film fanatic that if I was going to read a book, the only way I knew how to visualize it was by the way of film. To, to keep getting into the story, there's a specific part in my head that I have it. I had an exact camera move, an exact look to it. That's in this movie. The look on Lucy and um, what's the other girl's name? Susan. Susie. Uh, Susie. I think they call her Susie, don't they? Susan. Yeah. Susan. Susan. Um, the the way there's a specific part in this movie, and I remember like being in the theater and like kind of gasping when it happened, where I was like, "That's literally what I envisioned to a T." That being like, it was, I don't know, like, huh. obviously the director of this movie tapped into something that I had felt when I had first read it. I'd th- it was just a really cool moment. When Did I was the director of this also direct that episode of Walking Dead with the cabin? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Let's get off that. Um, the wood side. Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, but uh, even though I love it, let's talk about some things that we don't like about it. Uh, the thing that I would say in most of everything that I problem I have with this movie stems from this one thing is that the Chronicles of Narnia, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the book, is written as a uh, fairy tale fantasy. Yes. This movie tries to take that story and hammers it into being an epic fantasy. Yeah, it does. And there is some hard, there are some things that just don't work because the material is not meant to be framed through the epic fantasy lens. Um, moments that get too big where they're not too big in the book and stuff like that. Uh, the, the waterfall scene comes to my mind. There's a lot of stuff at the end uh, during the final battle that to me gets lost because again, it, the story was not set up to be an epic fantasy. Right. In fact, the battle in the book is very short. Like, yeah, it's just kind of, described yeah generally and that's about it yeah um and that's i mean really i i don't know if i have much else like comments to say except i mean i could just go scene by scene and tell you why i don't like this thing but it ultimately it comes back to that like i wish they would have kept it in uh fantasy fairy tale instead of tried to hammer it into being um an epic epic one because Lord of the Rings made a lot of money. Right. I think this film got greenlit off the success of Lord of the Rings, and they tried to make Narnia what it's not, which, which I don't know. The way this was described to anyone that didn't know what Chronicles of Narnia was, they go, it's Lord of the Rings for kids. Yeah, It really was the picture. <laughs> which I said, isn't that The Hobbit? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <Very> true. <laughs> uh, Mikey. Well, Jared, it's just too much of a kid's movie, man. Oh. He's I into too much grown-up stuff like trailer parks. Well, what right. part of the film, it, it being kid, did, turned you off and you didn't like? Well, I actually wrote down the exact one of the ones that drove me the crazy the most. Was it the Santa Claus scene? No. Well, <laughs> how could it not be? Yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah. If I was going to give one, it to you on any scene, that would be the yeah. one. This one was the one where I was just, I like, it was almost to the point where I just didn't understand it. Like, it was just so... It was almost like they were trying to avoid a conflict just to keep it a kid's movie in a way. And that was when uh, the coyotes, and, I, and it's been a week since I've seen this, so there I'm, I'm going to do wolves, my best. But... Or well, wolves, okay. 
when the when the wolves walk up on the the two sisters and they're yep they're yeah in the the yeah. the creek yeah. or whatever right. and like her the, her like horn is like a hundred and yeah fifty two yeah. feet away it bothered me and too. then like you know they all of a sudden run up there and grab it and then they go and then they turn around and then they go in there and steal back whoever they had tied up to get in the tree yeah 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 and and like and they just managed to walk right into the like it's not shown to you which is good because it wouldn't have made sense if they would have showed to us i mean i don't know that's just the way i I, they're just that was the one that really stuck out like and and i see little bits of that convenient resolution exactly and it's like i said and it's almost like the let's just do what we can to keep it a kid's movie and i don't know if it was written that way in the book which i mean that's fine i honestly don't remember that but but. even though it's father christmas when you're led to believe it's the queen chasing them Mm -hmm. and you see them being chased down by this uh sleigh uh and you're like they're very close like Mm -hmm. to that sleigh and then it cuts back and they're like gaining on the sleigh and then and where was rudolph it's stuff like that where it's like didn't they notice rudolph Uh, it wasn't bad enough that santa claus is in the film i I believe rudolph Rudolf is non-canonical yeah non-canonical (laughs) non-canonical Uh, I also but, don't believe Rudolph existed until the song, the Rank, which Rankin was and Bass, probably written after this movie. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think, uh, I think Rudolph Rank- is an inception of Rankin and Bass. Oh, I thought uh, I thought the original Rudolph was stemmed with the song Rudolph. I thought the song there. came from the, from the, the movie. I yeah, I believe I, it came I, I guys. To, uh, I know we have Google, but we're not going to do it. So. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm just saying I agree with you, Mikey. It's one of my negatives. There was a lot of situations a that if it wasn't a kid's movie, it, they got out very easily and cheaply. Yeah. Well, you're not and again, can't that murder. go back to what I said? Yeah, they tried to make it a little bit more epic. Yeah, and, the yeah. characters were in a little bit more danger than they should have been because... And then they had to be like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Instead of seeing the wolves run <laughs> yeah. and then well, getting up and running, you wolves. just have to move a towel and a wolf's in your face and then yeah. you somehow get away from it. Yeah, yeah, they don't even... Yeah, I mean, how do they get how do they get away from a, a pack of wolves for crying out loud? Well, you know, I but, mean, well, once look at the percentage lion, of kids sense. that are going to well, even I mean, notice Yeah, but that. the lion wasn't there. Right, it was just... Right. Look at the percentage of kids that is going to notice that. Like, right, I know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's just... Yeah. And that's why I don't like most of these movies. It's just they're just... They're kids' movies. They're meant to be kids' movies. They're not meant... Or at least not for me. <laughs> they're meant for me to watch uh, because I, I nitpick stuff. That's I think why that's you what, watched Heavyweights last week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a movie there. I think if <laughs> I the could... the guy who gave the same star rating to Encino, man. Oh, uh, man. Um, I think if I had a time machine, a good use would be to go back and give Mikey the Chronicles of Narnia when he was a yeah, child. Yeah, right. Let him oh, be so that his heart could actually have off. grown a little bit when he was younger. I, I got a quote from C.S. Lewis about being childish. He said, when I became a man, I put away childish things, including the fear of childishness and the desire to be very grown up. That is a movie quote, isn't it? Or, I don't or, know. It's a quote. C.S. Lewis quote. Put away childish things. You're thinking of Obama's speech. No, I'm not. Uh, no, that isn't a movie. <laughs> All right. Well, well I'll, I'll find out. It's in the Bible. I, I just want to say, <laughs> that maybe that's I just want to say, they used, did a very uh, thought provoking quote to Mikey, and instead of actually pondering on the point of the quote, Mikey just goes, I know that's from a movie. What movies is right, from? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Great quote, by the way. Yeah. I love, love that. Uh, Nick. What do I not like about this movie? Yep. Um, Santa Claus. <laughs> without just restating some of the things you said, which yeah. I totally agree with that. And actually, you put words to it better than I did because now it really makes sense of why these things are in the movie. Um, there was just a couple little nitpicky things. Well, first of all, Santa Claus, which I already yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, my opinion of the character of Edmund. 
was it was a little heavy handed in the beginning. I, I really um, feel like they were projecting, you know, they're really trying to telegraph the fact that what he would, would do what this. was to come. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking specifically about the scenes prior to Narnia? Yes, the scenes prior to Narnia. Now, what I wonder, though, is are those scenes bad because you and I know where that's going? It's possible. You know what I mean? I I don't know because I had the same reaction. I saw it coming from a mile away, so probably not. Fair enough. Okay. There we are. I I mean, mean, you you could just tell. You got to despise someone who'd sell out his entire family for, what were they, the Turkish delights? Uh, Well, well, they do look pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have some more of those uh, Turkish delights? To be fair to Edmund, in the book, those treats that she made him were enchanted to kind of brainwash him a little bit into deceiving and uh, are not deceiving. And I don't think they whatever. even give any kind of clue. No, no. of course they don't because they, they don't. set it up earlier that yeah. he would do that. Right. That's an interesting choice to take away from him. Uh-huh. I think mm. in you know a modern morality, just because you were influenced to do something, yeah. then he didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. And so then it kind of takes away the whole Aslan's, uh, betrayal and yeah, the sacrifice and everything. So I think I that's it. probably the choice they yep. made, yeah. I see it. I but thought they that's... were cigarettes. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought Turkish Delights were cigarettes? <laughs> it, does sound, it does sound like a Camel. cigarette brand name right. or something, yeah. I mean, I didn't Some expect Camel, them to be. Camel, Turkish Delights. Right. They, well, yeah, Camel's got Turkish gold, I think is what it is. And there's all <laughs> kinds of Turkish whatever cigarettes. Anyway, that's when she when he originally Mikey said Turkish been, Delights. Mikey I was like, been is he up, really going to be smoking cigarettes? Is this kid going to smoke cigarettes? Little, little, little young Mikey <laughs> would have been sitting in uh, the the White Witch's uh, sled and even. Like smoking on a cigarette and being like, do you have any motorcycles I can ride? Yeah. Mikey, do, you, do you have a light? You are too weird to live and too rare to die. <laughs> That's going to be my next tattoo, Jared. And now I know that Mikey would betray all of us for oh, yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not true. Well, yeah, maybe. All right, Depends yeah. on if I was yeah. out of them. Assuredly. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I have to add. Gotcha. Er- so. Um, we've Yeah, again, we've pretty much discussed my, most of it. I, I'll say this. Every time that I get ready to rewatch this, I feel like I'm going to get the annoyance of young kid actors. Mm-hmm. But yet, when I watch it, it, it dissipates. It goes away very quickly. That that anticipation I have, because yeah. it's man, it, it really is good. It's an odd casting. Like it's an odd casting in the sense of it's not your typical Hollywood child actor castings. They went much more for what they felt like would fit the story in the book. Um. But it works so well. Like they, they, they made great choices. I will say this though. I this may be an unpopular choice. I've never been, and and again, I, I have not read the books since I was a child, so I can't speak to the actual character of Peter. The 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 acting and portrayal of Peter in this has always felt a little bit. I'm gonna pull it back to exactly what I said earlier. The character traits of Peter is given an almost Aragon. Aragorn um, makeover to make him a little bit more epic yep. fantasy hero, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel and it doesn't feel yeah, right. It doesn't feel like the hero they're trying to yep. make him out to be in this. Yeah, movie. Yep. it's like I said, that character has always felt in this movie version. I still enjoy it, but it, it's felt a little off. Um, and I just speak as just from someone who I don't, I'm not remembering exact source material, but it's just. Whereas the other characters feel ring very true to me. Um, that one feels a little forced in some areas. Yep. Um, one thing that 
I don't know. It's kind of it's it's kind of weird to me that you have a kids movie, and this does not bother me. I just want to state it's weird to me. It's weird to me that you have a movie like this, where one of the messages seems to be that like there, there's no variation between types of like you're if you're a part like if you're a beaver, you're good. If you're a minotaur, you're bad. Like this is like almost like a a kind of like weird racist movie of like there are no racist. there are no choices. You're born would- into like what you're gonna I be. actually kind of had this thought that there's the coyote character in the movie the fox you mean the fox what is, the fox is it a, yeah you're right there's a fox I'm just gonna, I, Mikey and Jared there are no coyotes in this there movie are yeah. I, I'm Apparently pretty, I, maybe that's what threw me off <laughs> um, I did think that it would actually have been a better storytelling choice for the film if that fox had been a wolf who decided that he wouldn't put up with their th- stuff anymore basically that but had been a turncoat yeah which i don't remember that from the book like i don't good either. or bad being decided on species but it really but is i don't it's, know there there is no there are no defectors like no it's just, but it, it does kind of switch it up in the second movie maybe yeah so, it's, I, again, I can't speak for that maybe they wrong. realized it also more like uh we're giving the wrong message. what's i say is a movie for like children yeah. it's a weird like if not intentional like message to put that like if nothing else i think it's at least these easier people are for evil kids. these people are good like i think it's easier for kids if every wolf is bad that might have been that, that might have been the choice made at the yeah. time yeah um i think that should do it right yeah that's do we have anything else um yeah. i i'm really excited to actually go watch prince Caspian because i remember it being my favorite of the movies not so much of the um, books but I remember this one being my favorite, but Prince Caspian, I do remember liking. Yeah. I remember loving the character of Prince Caspian. Yeah. That, that yeah. Played by Ben Barnes, which is probably why, like, when he showed up and has that adventurous feel in, you know, it's a character that that actor plays in Westworld is very yeah. f- fun loving and uh, uh, adventurous and just kind of does what he wants. You know what it may be is that Prince Caspian actually lends itself a little bit better to an epic to tale. Epic fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. That's what they were trying to do. A little All bit right. Better. So that was Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Lich, and the Wardrobe. Uh, before Which we Mikey go. Liked. Yep. He did. Uh, mm-hmm. That's This is fantasy, man. This is this is the science fiction's big By nerdier way, brother. Jared tried to little punish you brother, with this movie. <laughs> I mean, if you're not aware, this was uh, this is retaliation, <laughs> which you have foiled by liking the movie. So good job, Mike. Well, I wouldn't say liked. Just gave it a good score. Oh, I'll never watch sakes. this movie again. Okay. <laughs> uh, before we go, we need our pick for next week, which comes from Nick. Yeah. Put a little thought into this one. And All right. Recent events have <laughs> led me. Losing more recent Netflix you. events. I know, I know what's coming. Have oh. led me to choose Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers. Oh, I don't remember that being on there. It's it is it just indeed got on there. They didn't announce it. Guaranteed. Okay. I was going to watch it the other day, and Nick's like, Matter of fact, I believe this put out by A24, which I thought has a um, thing with For whatever Amazon. reason, this week, Yoga Hosers has come onto Netflix. Okay. And so we're going to watch it. Um, I did watch, uh, what did I, oh, Yoga Comic Hoser. Book Man had a couple of things about yeah. Yoga Hosers on it. So. And I've never not wanted to see the movie more than I do right now. <laughs> so this should be fun. <laughs> if nothing else, we, it'll be a good conversation. Yep. Okay. Right. So yoga, hers, yoga Hosers for next week. And until then, cue it up. <laughs>